welcome you to another series on security clearance appeals and these podcasts that I have been doing to help you, both active duty and civilian, navigate the very complex and difficult issue of a security clearance revocation or a security clearance denial. Today's session is a real special uh, podcast because it's in response to phone calls about practices of uh, DCSA. And DCSA is a uh, agency of the Department of Defense. It's a consolidated adjudication facility uh, at Fort Meade. And uh, many of you have asked, uh, I've received a statement of reasons, an SOR, indicating that my security clearance is being revoked. And there are numerous guidelines included in the SOR and they seem to be the same. This is your host, Alan Edmonds. I'm an attorney and uh, have been helping people across the United States for over 45 years. My law firm, the Edmonds Law Firm has offices coast to coast and you can reach us at 800 481 2526. Uh, my email address is aedmonds at allenedmonds.com. And uh, we welcome your emails. We welcome your phone calls. Uh, we're happy to uh, assist you in saving your clearance and saving your job. Today's hearing, uh, this podcast rather, is an actual case. It's going to go to hearing tomorrow. Uh, before DOHA, Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals, and I will be doing that hearing. I've done over 3,500 hearings, and I'm anxious to do this hearing because I think it's a great case. So I'm actually sharing with you uh, some real live facts of a case that's worked its way to the hearing stage. This individual uh, was first given a statement of reasons, We responded to the statement of reasons and uh, the government said we want to go to a formal hearing. And so now we are going to proceed with a virtual hearing on uh, Microsoft Teams tomorrow. Uh, The allegations are interesting because it starts out with guideline I. And if you've been following the podcast, you know that guideline I is uh, frequently being used now by Department of Defense in some novel ways. Uh, It is a guideline that normally deals with um, psychological conditions. And uh, sometimes the uh, agency, DCSA, will broaden it to include behavior during uh, domestic violence and behavior during uh, periods of acute stress. In the case today, my client had acute stress because his wife uh, had committed suicide. And uh, that created a great deal of turmoil. And um, he also was caring for a four-year-old infant girl, his stepdaughter, and uh, caring for her every day because his wife was having serious mental and emotional problems. And so... Uh, he lost his wife and he lost his child because he was not the biological father. So the child was placed with uh, other individuals. And because of his acute stress, the government in all its wisdom said, well, you have serious psychological problems and we are going to use that 
fact pattern to take away your uh, security clearance. Guideline I, as I said, uh, is psychological conditions. And it says uh, in the guidelines, certain emotional, mental, and personality conditions can impair judgment, reliability, or trustworthiness. And um, based on that and a diagnosis from a government physician that saw him very few hours and made a opinion based on a few hour evaluation that my client had a, uh, a diagnosis of a disorder, the government proceeded. Of course, my office uh, in our zeal to win this case, to present the best and most current evidence have offered uh, evidence from other physicians to say that my client does not have this disorder and uh, we're going to hearing. But the guideline I allegations are rather novel. Then the government did something else that many of you are bothered by uh, in the statement of reasons. They issue guideline I about my client going to uh, certain medical centers and being evaluated. And then they issued um, guideline E and guideline H. And on the guideline E allegations, they allege uh, conduct that involved questionable judgment and they point to domestic violence incidents in 2017 and 2018. And here we are, I'm speaking to you in 2023. And this is when his wife, who had severe ADHD and PTSD and had made numerous attempts at taking her own life and went off her meds without his knowledge, she uh, started a physical altercation with him. He was charged with domestic violence, the cases were dismissed. She filed three cases. They were all dismissed because she was out of control, off her meds, and her allegations proved to be totally untruthful. And this happens so many times in these security clearance cases. DCSA believes a certain set of facts which are not accurate and which are not uh, the truth, and they uh, pull the trigger by issuing a statement of reasons, and suddenly your life is, uh, at, at best, it's uh, going to be changed because of the loss of the security clearance. And when you, when you get hit with an SOR, I hope you'll call me, 800-481-2526. And that's what this individual did. He had uh, allegations of a misdiagnosis concerning uh, mental health. Then he had a guideline E, questions about uh, questionable judgment because of some domestic violence allegations brought by a very, very ill and mentally unstable woman. And he was facing a statement of reasons. So the government can do this. They can use the same facts. They can use, uh, facts that are easily explainable, um, such as a person going through stress or um, uh, incredible emotional turmoil because of a sudden death. And uh, they can use them and twist them 
and present them in a way uh, to become a basis for the revocation of your clearance. You know, when you fill out a SF-86, an EKIP, what does it tell you about listing therapy and things like that? It says exclude any therapy for divorce or uh, emotional distress or depression from a divorce or loss of life. So that's what the government says on the left hand. On the right hand, they've issued an SOR to this individual uh, because he sought marriage counseling for the stress and for the conduct of his wife. He went to marriage counseling. He uh, was subsequently set up by her uh, in these false allegations. Uh, she's no longer with us. As I said, she committed suicide. She tried several times and she finally succeeded. And uh, believe it or not, he was so distraught at the loss of his wife, who was very vindictive, who tried to uh, ruin his career. Um, he was so distraught because he had spent so much time and energy loving this person. And uh, suddenly she took her life and he was alone. Um, when I talked to him today, years after, he says he still misses his wife and he's gone through counseling and uh, he is a very successful uh, electrical engineer with a huge uh, job at a uh, nationally known uh, defense contractor. Interestingly enough, throughout this whole process from 2017 to today, he has never been uh, removed from his job. He's never had his clearance taken away. It's being revoked now or attempted revocation because of these allegations. But he's been working with his clearance every day. And we have his uh, performance evaluations. They're outstanding. So under all of this stress, under the incredible stress of taking care of a minor child from age three to seven, under the incredible stress of dealing with a woman that has attempted suicide on many occasions, gone off her meds without his knowledge, under the uh, incredible stress of being uh, arrested three times for domestic violence, which proved to be untrue, and the cases were dismissed, under all of that, he continued to work at his job he had some direct reports at that job as an engineer and a supervisor. And he continued to perform at an incredibly high level. Didn't miss work. Didn't uh, suffer in the performance of his job. And the company had such faith in him that they allowed him to work even after the issuance of a statement of reasons. And that's significant because there are certain uh, employers, including the United States military, if an SOR is issued, most of the time they will take you out of your position. There are other smaller companies, or if you're a contractor, you may be taken out of your position because the customer may not want you to be working on their projects while you have a pending security clearance case. 
we have many, many ways to mitigate the concerns of both guideline I and guideline E, personal conduct. My law firm has staffed itself with some very experienced litigators. We try cases all over the United States. I'm speaking to you on a Wednesday, but on Monday I was in San Diego in person doing two hearings. The week before that I was in Denver, Colorado uh, doing a in-person hearing. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be doing a virtual hearing from my office in Florida. We have been helping people solve this problem, save their careers, save their jobs uh, for many, many years. And uh, the pitfall is when you people try and do this yourself, it gets too complex. In between you and DCSA and in between you and Doha, the Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals, is a security officer, commonly referred to as an FSO. We have a new case that came into the office today. DCSA issued the statement of reasons and the security officer is saying, no, I want you to respond to me. And this, he's speaking to the applicant who's going to retain us. And he says, no, you send me your paperwork and I want to look at it first. Well, that's not the way DCSA processes these cases. When you read a letter from DCSA, it's very clear. It gives you a timeline in which you must respond not to your FSO or your S2, but you must do the formal response to the Department of Defense and DCSA, the Defense Consolidated Adjudication Facility at Fort Meade. If you send that response to your FSO and you miss the deadline, then you've lost your clearance. And the FSO will say, well, I'm sorry, I just wanted to look at it, but you should have sent the response on to DCSA yourself. There's just too many areas here where you can make a mistake and that mistake can cost you your job. So when you get an SOR and there's numerous guidelines being alleged and they keep alleging the same conduct only under different guidelines, they're doing that in case they fail to prove the case under one guideline, they can perhaps establish the case, the allegations under a different guideline and accomplish the same purpose, which is the denial of your clearance. There's one other thing I want to uh, talk to you about and emphasize when you're in this process, it's a antagonistic, uh, confrontational ad adversarial situation. It's you against the government. The FSO is not your friend. The attorney that calls you from the government who's going to prosecute the case is going to be very nice, but he's not your friend. You are on your own, and as such, you have to know how to conduct a case, what you can talk about to these people, and what you can't talk about. This is an adversarial relationship between a government prosecuting attorney who has years and years of experience, and your attorney, or you, if you fail to hire an attorney. Many of you say it's too expensive to hire an attorney, and, and my response is, well, how uh, important is your job? How much money do you earn a year 
And is that worth investing in and trying to save your clearance? Because you and I both know something. If you lose the clearance, you lose your job. And if you lose your job, you lose your income and the bills don't get paid. There's another aspect to this, which is horrible. And that is if you lose this case, other clearances or accesses that you may have with NSA or CIA can be revoked. And then finally, when you lose a clearance case, it goes into DCSA and Scattered Castles and JPASS and other agencies that all share this information and it can result in a denial of any future security clearance application. So be very careful. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. I'm at 800-481-2526. I'm with the Edmonds Law Firm and we have these podcasts for you. This is my opportunity to help you to answer questions and I'm delighted to do it. But if you have other questions, call me. And finally, we have another resource for you. It's our YouTube videos and they are on YouTube and on our websites, uh, the Edmonds Law Firm. So look at them. We have over 40 videos on different aspects of military discharge upgrade, security clearance appeals and denials, uh, as well as Merit System Protection Board if you're a federal employee and you've received a notice of proposed action or a notice of unsuitability. Don't sit on it. Don't ignore it. It's very important. You respond to it formally by calling the Edmonds Law Firm at 800-481-2526. Thank you very much.